Hey everybody, this is Chuck Smith and I am coming to you live straight from Bayern Munich's big 2-0 win over Al Ali in the FIFA Club World Cup semifinals. This win, of course, will put Bayern Munich into the final where they will face Tigres in what should be a very, very interesting and fun matchup to watch. So let's not waste any time in this one. Let's get right down to it. Uh, Bayern Munich obviously suffered through some traveling travails over the weekend. We're stuck on the tarmac in Berlin. And obviously there were some issues in the hangover from that. The team didn't get to Qatar or Qatar right in time. And they spent, uh, you know, a little less time in their recovery and preparation just because of the timing of everything. And you could see, I think, early on that while... Bayern Munich had energy, they lacked a little bit of precision, and that would become a theme throughout the game. But it didn't take long for the Bavarians to get on the scoreboard. In the 17th minute, Serge Gnabry found Robert Lewandowski, who did what he always does and put a ball in the back of the net for a quick 1-0 lead. And from there, it really looked like Bayern Munich was going to be able to pour on four, five, six goals. It was an amazing uh, offensive deployment display in terms of how Bayern was relentless in keeping the pressure on their on the opposition. I'll say this, I, I was watching it and I came away very impressed with uh, the speed of play, the attacking prowess, and how quickly Bayern looked to strike on the counterattack. I thought those were all key factors. They just didn't have their normal precision. Uh, passes weren't as accurate. Sometimes the runs were a step off. Sometimes the angles weren't great. Uh, shooting was a bit of a problem today. Finishing was was not great. Uh, I think that you know on a normal day, Byron probably does get four or five goals, but uh, there were several several great chances that just did not uh, did not get converted. Uh, but anyway, uh, moving on to how the rest of the game went, we as we progressed to the second half. Uh, Hansi Flick started to make some subs. Obviously, Bayern was firmly in control. There was the slim threat that uh, Al Ali could have struck on the counterattack. They did show some capability and looked uh, a little dangerous in doing so, but big credit to Bayern Munich's back line. Uh, Benjamin Pavar, Jerome Boateng, David Alaba, Alfonso Davies, they were all great today. I mean, excellent. They did not get caught up too high. They did not get caught ball watching. They were pretty good. They were on everything. They didn't get beat deep. I, I was thoroughly impressed. Now, granted, they all four of those players had a good speed advantage on the opposition, but just to see the way that they were able to really control the game and allow Bayern Munich's offense to take chances and keep that pressure on, you could see how confident the team played knowing that the back line was so stable today. So big credit to them. And you could see it as the second half went on. As Hansi Flick made those subs, there was no drop-off in the quality on the pitch. Uh, Byron still controlled the game, and they were just pressuring and pressuring and pressuring. And we saw uh, Eric Maxim Chupo-Moting come on in the 62nd minute with Leroy Sané. Quentin uh, Tolisso came on in the 69th minute. And in the 77th minute, we saw Jamal Musiala and Nicolas Sula come on. But it would be in the 86th minute where Sané, one of those aforementioned subs, would make a great impact as he lofted a beautiful, beautiful cross into the box, and it met 
Robert Lewandowski's head, who deposited his second goal of the game for a brace and gave the game its final margin. Again, 2-0. Uh, it was a nice win and victory for Bayern Munich. Oh, there's, uh, despite the fact it was only a 2-0 game and it was uh, one of those matches where Bayern wasn't quite great, there was a lot to talk about. One of the prevailing themes, like I, like I mentioned earlier, was the, the consistency of the back line. Uh, again, you can't really say enough good things in this game about those players. Uh, I, I thought it was another really, really good and encouraging effort from Benjamin Pavar. He was excellent. I probably had him rated as the top defender today, although uh, Alfonso Davies was great as well. Same for Boateng. Of the foursome, David Alaba was probably... Uh, the weakest of the quartet, but he was also very good. So I, I really wouldn't say anyone was off in this game. And they had good, stable support in the midfield from Joshua Kimmich and Mark Roca while he was on. And again, the attacking, <laughs> the attacking group was just uh, relentless is the only word I can really think of. They were nonstop the entire game. So it was, you know, really good uh, from that standpoint. And the whole team uh, really embraced Hansi Flick's uh, team-defending concept. I mean, everyone was back. Uh, Kingsley Coman especially, I thought, stood out. His ability to backtrack, and this is something that we're going to touch on in just a second, his ability to backtrack and his commitment to defense has made him such a valuable weapon to Hansi Flick and Bayern Munich overall. And speaking of Coman, let's just talk about his evolution as a player. This is a kid who, just a couple of years ago, Looked a little one-dimensional, to be honest. He had a, a strong commitment to offense. He was always disruptive in that way with his speed and his footwork and his ability to get crosses in. At the time, when he was a bit younger, he struggled with some decision-making on the pitch. Didn't always pick the right moment to go himself versus when to loft and across. He has seemingly mastered that. He is completely and utterly disrupted to the opposition uh, in just about every match that he plays. And one of the finer points of his game is just how he has committed to getting back and backtracking and supporting uh, his back line. It has really been impressive to watch. I know that I specifically was looking for him to make this change over the last couple of years and prove that he could be one of those dynamic wingers that Bayern Munich could rely on for the future. And to be honest, he's, he's done that. He has made the leap. I think he is firmly the number one wing on this team. And that puts Leroy Sané and Serge Gnabry in quite an interesting position because they're almost competing for number two now. And I don't think many people would have predicted that entering the season. So a uh, big credit to Coman, another excellent game from him. Uh, and, you know, his ability to just, just create havoc down the flank opened a lot of things up for Robert Lewandowski, who I'm sure would tell you, I mean, he's happy, I'm sure he's happy with that brace, but he also probably could have had one or two more and, and piled on a few more goals that he was, uh, Robert Lewandowski was very good again. Uh, I think his finishing, he, he's probably, uh, probably would assess himself as being a bit lacking today. But again, how do you defend him? You really can't. He finds a way to make an impact in every game. He's near indefensible uh, when the ball's lofted in on the cross. If he misses, it's usually his fault, and not the, not the fact that he's gotten beaten by a defender. So just another excellent performance from him. 
And I think that this Bayern team, that's what they need. Obviously, they're pretty reliant on Lewandowski. And maybe that's that could be considered a downfall for, for most teams to be that reliant on one player. But it's almost it almost speaks to how unselfish the team is that so many of these other players, and Thomas Muller in particular, they could go on their own, they could take more shots on their own, they could be a bit more selfish. But a lot of times they look to set him up, and you know, more often than not, he's able to convert those chances. So I think when you have a team as reliant as Bayern is on, on Lewandowski, it's a two-way street. Sure, they're, they're trying to get him in there because he's such a good finisher, but you know you can't also can't sleep on those players. I mean, Moeller, Serge Gnabry, Kingsley Coman, even Joshua Kimmich, they have proven that they will be able to score in clutch moments and tough situations. So I really think you could take a lot of positives out of this. The biggest one for me is just how Bayern was able to battle through some lethargy. I mean, they should have been far more tired than they were in this match. That travel experience, now I know we've written about it a ton on the site. You can overlook that, but this is already a condensed schedule. These legs are already heavy for Bayern Munich, and yet they battled through, they kept pressure on, and they just played an excellent game. Uh, Their only faults were really just a lack of precision sometimes with their passing and movement, and just the, the, the finishing was not up to their normal level of excellence. So I think you take away a lot of good things on this. I think this Bayern Munich team is obviously the favorite in this tournament, and they're well set up to be able to win it. Now it's just a point is can they recover? Can they rest enough to have fresh legs? And and that will play a role. I mean, this is a, like I've said a million times on the site, this is a very heavy and condensed schedule. And to be able to, to last through this, you need not only to get occasional rest, but you need to be taking care of your body every single day with nutrition, stretching, exercise, weight work, speed and agility work. Everything has to meld together to be able to fight through this. And somehow, some way, for the most part, Bayern Munich has been able to do that. They've been able to find that perfect way to work through all of these meld it together and and just put together a really, really good program for these players to to stay mostly on point. So a big credit to the physio staff at Bayern Munich and also to the coaching staff. Hansi Flick has done a good job at resting players when he's could. Obviously, he's not as comfortable resting some players as others, but he's the manager and he knows best. He knows how to get the most out of this group. I think that over the next week or so, you know, as we finish this FIFA Club World Cup tournament and we see some Bundesliga games, and then we move into the Champions League, we're going to see how important Hansi Flick's management of the personnel on this team is. And I think that, you know, if there's any manager that you would trust in being able to manage a team through this type of schedule, it's got to be Hansi Flick. So once again, thanks everybody for listening. I know this was a little bit crazy. I was live tweeting the game, trying to take notes for the for the column tomorrow morning and then get, prepping for the podcast. So I was uh, heavy on caffeine and and uh, somehow made it all work. And I appreciate you guys, one, spending the game with us, two, spending the post-game reading some of the analysis that we have on the site, and three, spending your hard-earned time listening to this podcast. I love doing it for you in the post-game, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. So until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks. Bye.